If she bad, and she sweet, then you should crown her. That's a true queen. If she make you happy and follow her dreams, then you should crown her. She a true queen. Hey, folks. What up? Welcome, welcome. This is the True Queen Podcast. You got our sexy voices on. Girl, I've been dragging, I've been dragging. <laughs> no, for real, I have. Uh, <laughs> Got them Twilight voices on. <laughs> yeah. No, that's some old school talking on the phone under the covers, <laughs> listening for your mama because you ain't supposed to be on the phone voices. Girl. Watch. Hold on, I'll be right back. I'm Chevelle. Uh, <laughs> And I'm Alicia, and um, she's gonna probably have to keep me on target tonight. Cause nah, like I'll be said, back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we're gonna start this week's podcast with our "I See You Girl" and some you really, girl. really different one. So, I read an article that there are presently two, not one, but two women. Training to join the Navy SEALs. Ooh, I heard about that. These are the first women ever in history to do this. I read about that. Their names and identities are being kept secret, of course, to protect um, cis white men from being able to find out who they are and fuck with them. Because you know how you, you know. Know how the military. How you motherfuckers are, y'all real... And let's be real, the only reason yeah, they're the first is because they just changed their policy to allow women to participate. Right. I just feel like we should have a discussion about how many of you think that one, at least one, if not both, would be women of color. Man. I what want I want I want one less one black lesbian. <laughs> At least, like, I'll be. Let's be honest. Out. I think uh, a let's white woman, a no. white woman would get it. <laughs> a white woman would get to participate probably because she could shoot, and a woman of color True. would get it because she's just a badass bitch. She's got like the endurance. She's got the right. strength. Right. Like she in that bitch. They don't know how this hoe can swim like that. Right. How she can last and hold her breath that fucking long. Like, Look, she's you a put beast. us, you put us in the mix. We end up superior every single time. Every fucking time. So that's why they so mad. Yeah, well, all good. Hey, Amen. There is one thing that y'all do do better than anybody else, white people. Um, other people. Scam. Y'all are great scammers. You scammed entire countries out of land, people. Yeah. You're great scammers. You're um, great at murdering. Great appropriators. I've always been great at murder. Well, see, the murder is just a byproduct of the overall scam. Brother, but they've always been killing each other since they came they out of the, caves, hitting each other over the head with they shit. Are the fighting over the resources. They never learned how to like how to cooperate. They cooperate with one another. Not really, they girl. Because if it wasn't if it wasn't for if it wasn't for us. They'd fight each other. They kill each other. Oh, you saying we give them something to hate? Yeah, mutual disgust. We give them something to align themselves together. True. Yeah, because they all can agree on one thing, if nothing else. Hey, niggas, that they don't fuck with us. <laughs> That's cool. 
<laughs> shit. Either you don't yeah. fuck with us or you don't want to be involved with anybody <laughs> that is fucking with life. Yeah. I think they cool, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> like, all right, bitch. Basically, uh, what we're saying is if I mean, you one of those white people, you might as well put a white hood on, too. Long story short. Anyway, so, yes, these two women, um, one is currently in training and then the other, I think the other one has already made it, but she's like, she's getting into her group and kind of getting acquainted. I don't know any of the technical terms for any of this shit. Just telling y'all, look it up, <laughs> figure it out. Um, she's kind of, she's getting in with the group and getting to know, you know, how things are working. You know, it's just orientation, basically. Mm-hmm. And the other one is training to, I think, do they try out or qualify or whatever they do? So, yeah, shout out to these two women that are trailblazing. Um, That is really dope. And I'm really interested in knowing when they're going to, like, let us know or if they're going to let us know. It might be like some big. That's a glass secret that is like way past due for being broken. And coming like coming behind Ava DuVernay and, and all her greatness. Right. And creating her own space. We got these two women that are like, oh, only men forever? <sighs> Let me show you how to do this. Right. <laughs> like, God damn it. We got to show y'all how to do everything. Huh? I feel That's like cool. I feel like I'm sure there are situations in which y'all need women to infiltrate. Oh like how God. y'all getting by without having women on your team? Oh my God. Like, Why men always feel like they don't need us? <laughs> Just you are sadly mistaken. Because another thing they they feel like that is there's another thing they won't admit to is that they're definitely not as intelligent as we are. They don't have it, and if you know any men that have admitted to it and understand it, their lives are so much easier. I bet. Yeah, I agree. It's like shit. I'm just gonna ask a woman. How you? Why do not? <laughs> Why not? Hey, I need this. Uh, it's, my Look. car is making this weird noise. I don't know. Generally, historically, men are supposed to know car shit. But I, I make a lot of money. I just pay somebody. Would, would you happen to have had this problem before? Single lay black woman? your would blessing. You know? Lay a blessing on your life by asking a woman for help. Ask a woman. I'm telling you, she got you. We got bro. the answers. Anyway, so generally, to these two anonymous women. Uh, we see you whatever um, nationality or race or social construct that they come from this is an amazing feat and a fantastic glass ceiling that has been broken and uh, we see, see you so um, this week we are talking about my spirit animal <laughs> um, the amazing the revolutionary, the real and the raw, gorgeous, straight. Like when we, when you hear the word "around the way girl," like the girl next door, it's Tiffany Haddish. I dig her. Miss Tiffany, welcome, Miss yes. Tiffany. I'm talking about Miss Tiffany Haddish. Um, with the release, thirty plus million. Oh yeah, I saw weekend. that. Man. Yeah. Number two the in the box office this weekend. 
uh, this weekend. They brought in 30 plus million in the box office. That is the most this year for any live action comedy. So shout out to all the girls, um, half of which also came from one of my other favorite girl flicks. I set it off. That is my shit. A bunch of women fucking up shit. Also, it opened. Um, it opened higher than Bridesmaids. Just saying. Did it? Yup. Yes, because guess what else we really want to see? Black women Real on screen. Life, actual black female relationships. Like this movie was as close to what my relationships with women like Chazelle and Michelle. Yaka are like this is is the club. I was just like, oh crap, <laughs> this me and my bitches. Right. <laughs> Man, I gotta go see this so I can oh add to God. the millions. You're missing out. It is amazing. So I we're know, gonna man. talk about Tiffany Haddish. I gotta be strategic about seeing movies in New York. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to start um, by talking about how like the. The one thing that makes this this comedian, this woman, so amazing is her background and where mm-hmm. she came from. Um, I'm a I'm an active advocate for children in the foster care system, for children who just have trifling parents, mm-hmm. uh, who may not be in the system, they just live with their trifling parents. Um, and I do a lot of work. Um, I buy a lot of school clothes. I actually adopt. I foster, um, spend lots of my money making sure their judges and their lawyers are doing what they're supposed to do. And I cuss out trifling mamas and daddies. This is true. I'm advocating for these children. And so I feel like a big problem in our community is that saying that I've read a number of times is that black girls have to survive their childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's so unfortunate to me that we have to survive our childhoods. Yeah. Um, but it's true. Even for me, I don't I don't know what I mean, and I feel like everybody suffers some level of trauma as a child. But even for me, I don't know what that trauma was because I've repressed my childhood. So I, I mean, oh. I'm pretty sure it's there. But the problem is I remember um, kindergarten. And then nothing else until <laughs> sixth grade. Dude, uh, there's something what? there. Yeah. And we talked my, about this. I, yeah, like, like that's crazy. That's crazy. Disappeared. And, you know, we have those family gatherings where our family gets together and they have these talks. And I'm I was like, just about to say. You, you remember when you and I'm always like, nope. hell no. I don't remember none of this shit. I look at pictures from my childhood and have no idea, no context. They do. It's I've, I've met people that knew me when I was that age. You don't remember me? Oh my god! I don't. I change your diapers. Mm. Oh my god! Y'all used to spend whole summers over here. Oh. I mean, I feel like at some point I'll have to unpack that. I'm not um, at a level financially or professionally where I can take the kind of time off I feel like it's going to need to have a nervous breakdown. Oh, God, no. So uh, <laughs> I have to deal with that later. I'm going to have to touch that some other time. Oh, God. <laughs> but, 
that brings me back to Tiffany Haddish. Um, at a very young age, nine, Tiffany was kind of put in charge of her household. Her mother had an accident and uh, had to be rehabilitated. She had younger brothers and sisters. So, so as the oldest at nine years old, she was put in charge of taking care of her mother and kind of reteaching her some things um, that she had to relearn from a head injury and raising her siblings. That's so crazy. That's a lot for an adult. How right? is that even possible? Like right. as a 30-something year old woman, if you told oh. me right now. You got to raise all your nieces and nephews plus your babies and take care of your mom. I'd be like, whew, what's the budget for home health there? I probably probably would run away. A nanny? What's the budget? We got to figure something out. I'd probably run away. It's just a monumental (laughs) task. Anybody listening that has children knows how big a task this is. And to put that on a nine-year-old, nine is what grade? Like fourth? Just barely. That's probably third grade, girl. Third, fourth yeah. grade. That's crazy. And so this this very young girl was in charge of you know dressing and changing oh, and feeding and and raising these kids and her mama. Um. After a few years, I think um, there there was an incident. Something else happened, and they ended up in the foster care system for a little while. Oh yeah, and she said her brother. <laughs> Her brother was going to school telling the teachers and the um, administration and, and stuff and that he wasn't somebody eating. Somebody was peeing in the bed. Yeah, and she his mom wasn't feeding him. Clean up after him. Right. Yeah. So you I mean you go to so school of course, smelling like pee? CPS and get involved social, in it. Yeah, social services are coming to check. Right. So they end up going into the foster care system. I think she said the two youngest went to one house, the two middle went to one house, and then she's the oldest had to go to a group home. Um, and this is where she kind of discovered her ability to use comedy. She's a comedian to kind of get her way or to kind of avoid trouble. Right. As a defense mechanism. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, she's in this group home for girls who are mentally ill, who are, you know, juvenile justice. Out of control teens. Out of control, just all around. Trouble. And she's still just a baby. She like 12, 11 or 12 yeah, at, at this, this point, point. She was like 11 or 12. And she was able to avoid getting beat the hell up, which is amazing. <laughs> By making a This made me think about that. You remember um, House Party and when Kid got put in jail at the end of the movie for running around. Have you seen House Party? I have, but I don't remember. Girl, there's a scene, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where a kid gets picked up by two police officers. He get locked up and he in like a holding cell and he start rapping. Are you serious? To keep them from, to keep the dudes from beating him up. <laughs> that's what I imagine too. I mean, that's what it was, girl. Like I imagine like a room full of like metal bunk beds. Pretty much. Like a bunch oh. of like little girls with their hair all over their head. Come but anyway, yeah. So she goes into foster care for a little while, and if you like, if you want to, I'm sure the the whole point of these podcasts is to just kind of give you a taste, a sample of these pe- these women, so that you go and you do your googles and you you kind of really get a chance to dig into who these women are. And once right. you go and you watch some of these interviews and these stand up 
um, specials, you'll hear some of her stories from her life, which it's, we sit here and we're laughing. It's a terribly tragic and traumatic childhood, but she makes light of it like no one else can. Yeah. And, she uses um, it. She uses it as an inspiration. Like, right. This is this is the means by which she shares her gift with the world. She literally says, like I quote, "You take your suffering and pain, and you use it to spread joy to the world." Like this is what she felt was her. Now, <laughs> wait, did you see the interview? I think it was the Breakfast Club interview where she talked about a picture they had on the wall. Girl, about them teddy bears. <laughs> yes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so this is where she got this this mantra from, right? She said there were some teddy bears on this picture on the wall. And at night, they would come out of the picture and play with them. With her and her, and her little sister. sister. And they would whisper affirmations into their ears and tell them all the wonderful things that they were going to be. And they would um, help her trap her sister in the trundle bed. <laughs> which was just a game they were just joking but it was once you got past the absurdity and she's she uh, she attests that this is something that really happened and i Uh feel like it's just like that's a symptom of childhood trauma right there could have been something else going on or something that they needed to happen to keep them in that room and keep them safe you know what i'm saying so i just think that like she said that the bears told her sister that she was going to be a hairstylist and she is a hairstylist and she's currently today a hairstylist. And they told her that she was going to experience Make people a lot of happy. pain, I think they said. Yeah. And she was going to be sad, but she had to take that and and turn it and figure out how to spread joy to the world, how to make people smile with that experience. And that's what she does, man. That's what she does. So That's dope. She held on to that her whole life and made a, I mean, and, she manifested her own reality. Through manifested it it was like i was like wow i mean i don't know if i agree that these bears came off that picture <laughs> i'm willing to suspend belief I'm feeling especially especially because like i mean they were kids they could i mean right. totally imaginary friends you know what i'm saying absolutely and she also said that she confirmed it with her sister not too long ago like yeah, they both still remember like, oh, it like it, it happened and she was like, no, it wasn't a dream. It really happened. I'm I'll like, give her that. I'll give her that. I want y'all both to go see a therapist, but you ain't got to right now. <laughs> Concern about yeah. this picture. I'm like, where is the picture? Like, Charlemagne, I haven't read his book, which I really want to. Uh, was, I guess it kind of correlates with something that happened in his book. And he said he burned the toy. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. We moved and we left it. Girl, I used to have this Jill doll that used to sit on my dresser. And I swear, every time it was dark in the house, she had this little, no, no, no. Her name was Cricket. And she had this little afro. It was the black <laughs> version of the white Cricket doll. Girl. <laughs> and she, like, you know how Teddy Rubskin, you put a little tape in and it talks. Yes. Girl, at nighttime, that girl used to move her head around and shit. Oh. I couldn't get oh. rid of it because my mama bought it. Oh, oh my God. No. I fucking hated I, them big ass dolls in my bedroom. I could not. It. <laughs> my brother had a Teddy Rubskin. I did too. Ugh. I did have Teddy Ruxpin. Stupid ass bear. Shit. Fucking hate them talking dolls. I know if he still has it. But many years <laughs> ago, 
I visited a friend of mine at his, well, his childhood home, and he still had a real life Teddy Rexman sitting on the shelf. Oh, that's crazy. Like, that's kind of dope. I'm always amazed at people who still have their childhood toys. I'd be like, <laughs> I ain't got none of that shit, man. I don't even have pictures. Right. <laughs> For real. Like, most of my pictures from childhood is gone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, she learned some really amazing things or, or kind of gleaned some really amazing things from her traumatic childhood. She says that... Um, foster care was like one of the most amazing things that happened to her because because of that and it wasn't um for the rest of her childhood she ended up eventually going to live with her grandmother and she's from uh south central la another girl from la <laughs> uh uh but yeah she says that you know it was kind of one of the best things that happened to her because um she was getting in trouble and that's to be expected from kids that are in the system or have been in the system and her caseworker told her either you're going to go to a what is called a residential treatment center which is kind of like boarding school for crazy kids where you go you have to go through like very rigorous um therapy you go to school on campus, you live on campus, it's baby prison, really. Or you go to this comedy camp because you need to figure your shit out. These are strange choices. It's <laughs> two very interesting choices. A comedy choices. camp or juvenile detention? <laughs> like, that's, can I, mean, I get clearly. something in the middle? Like, nothing in the middle? <laughs> like, so, this is not so a You don't strange. have, like, a, a horse camp? Like, no <laughs> like, equestrian? I mean, just a regular it? summer camp? Like, equine therapy? The YMCA <laughs> not offering nothing? Just, Girl, you know right. the Y got a summer program I can go to. Why are you giving me these ridiculous choices? Because of course I'm going lady, to the comedy camp. Shout out to that social worker doing her damn job. Yeah, that's what's Noticing up. Noticing that this little girl was funny as hell. Even though she was high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she did say her social worker used to get high all the time. She used to smoke weed with her foster mother. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> I feel like that's she why she was I still doing her job. But she did a fucking job. Like, that's still trying like, to help the kids. First of all, if my if my social workers stay long enough to get high with me, I feel like my foster babies would have a better future. Like, they're more invested. Y'all can sit there and brainstorm about that if future. If any of you are foster parents out there, cozy up to them CPS or DFPS or whatever your social workers are called in your state. Like, get friendly with them. The turnover's high. They quit every other fucking month or some shit. But when they come to visit, cook them some, hook them up. You know, you got to see them. Be nice to them so that they take care of you and take care of these babies for you. So that's something I've learned along the way. It's one of those very diplomatic kind of situations, um, but I've been able so to many afford, kids. girl. I've been able to afford those <laughs> children like... some amazing <laughs> childhood experiences, <laughs> even though. But yeah, I be telling so, people, my friend Alicia, she just be taking kids off the street. I do, but don't send me no more. I'm out the game. <laughs> they be like, "Why she got some?" And she just be trying to save the world one kid oh, at a time, yeah. like. But I admire you for that, dude. But don't send me no more. I ain't taking I'm nobody's the game. Kids. I'm mm-hmm. out the game. 
<laughs> this last one I'm about to adopt. And this will be the first one I've ever adopted. I've adopted out quite a few. That's your activism, dude. dude. That's what's up. No, it ain't, because I'm done. Well, <laughs> you know. This is the end of the road for me. I'm out the game. I'm tired. I may advocate. And, you it's know, a lifelong task. Oh, my God. somebody else's children. I may do it part-time. And you know what? The parents are never appreciative. And that's the biggest issue I have with that. Of course not. If they were, they probably wouldn't be in the system. They'd be raising their own fucking kids if they thought Hello. it was important that their kids were raised right. Anyway, Hello. we are all the way off task. Oh yeah, here. tangent. Okay, sorry. Yes. So back to Miss Tiffany Haddish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this woman, um, she, uh, I think that's enough about her childhood. I think she's just, just to understand that she is one of those individuals that had to survive her childhood. And she did. And she came out of that to came right become, up out of that. Right. To become a comedian. And she made it her life work to you know, bring joy through her pain. And um, just recently, I think what, Carmichael show. Well, Keanu was like two oh, years yeah. ago. <laughs> she started on Keanu. Keanu. And With it's Key hilarious. And right. So I saw someone asked her what Keanu was about. And she says about two men chasing pussy. Basically. Which cracked me up because the, the pussy is an actual cat. It's an actual cat. But that's but exactly what the movie is about. It is two men chasing pussy, though. That's exactly what it's about. I was like, it's the strangest oh, shit funny. ever. It's yeah. a weird ass movie, and you kind of get into it toward the like middle end of, it, and you're like, "Why am I into I didn't get this that shit far. like this?" Girl, <laughs> I got into it eventually, and I was like, "Why am I so into this dumbass?" Girl, but I think I probably was high though, so that probably helped. see Key and Peele. You got to give them a minute. I didn't have a minute. It was. <laughs> it's definitely one of those stoner like like a dude. Where's my car? Like, it's one of those stoner joints. But anyway, so she just does Keanu. And then after that, she does um, the Carmichael show. I believe she was regular on the Arsenio, the new Arsenio show. I've seen quite a few segments. There's one. Oh, my God. She um, goes out on the street with someone's adorably fat white baby. And she was like, well, you know, all these actresses are adopting these black babies and getting famous. So I was thinking I would adopt this white baby. She's so stupid. So she goes out onto the street and she's asking like regular fucking white people, right? So she's asking this one white lady and I'm cracking up like, what do I feed it? Do I feed it like Similac? Because that's what we feed our babies. And the lady's like, well, like like they don't eat the same fucking thing. I'm cracking up. She's like, oh, well, make sure you put sunscreen on it. You know, that's how they do us anyway. So... (laughs) Dying, she tells one white lady, "You know, I, I'm raising him to be a strong black man. I've already <laughs> named him Daquan." She's like, "God damn it, I love this bitch because these white people think she's serious." And, and so, like, you know, this this old white lady is like really giving her advice, like on how to raise this white baby in you know a manner that is consistent with the way that the rest of white people raise their kids. 
you gotta find that you gotta watch that it's funny it's that one and then there's another one from the arsenio show called i married a black woman <laughs> also fucking hilarious he was on it's that what hollywood yeah. house husbands or something like that Oh yeah, the real husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, with um, cat not that damn cat. Williams. Kevin Hart, What's the other little one. Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. yeah. And so then she did the critically acclaimed Carmichael show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was my favorite character on that show. I didn't really care. He's for hilarious the show that much. Um, the Jared, right. Jared Carmichael, Jared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care for his personality on that show. He was not my favorite person. I feel like the parents were really like, I don't, I know it was like a satire of these type of black people that exist, but those type of black people aggravate the fuck out of me. So the show was just aggravating as fuck to me, except for Tiffany. She was dope. And she was, and it's just like, I don't want to say she's being typecast because I legit feel like this is her personality, right? Right. But she was the personality. It just shines through in all of these roles. It's just like, oh my gosh, she just get up there and be her regular fucking self. And this shit is hilarious. She has a huge, yeah, she has a huge personality. And every, every single interview I've seen of people talking about her, like people are impressed with how hilarious she is, number they one. fall like, in love with her. Yeah, they, they just like, think she's the most amazing girl ever. Some podcasts with the I can't wait to see what she gonna do. Disconnected fucking white people and they oh my like, god, then white boys so disconnected like they were trying to like compare notes. Like we were kind of poor when we were growing <laughs> up to like them kind of white people. They're like, like uh, struggling, so grasping how much at you threads of common, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, that was so rough. Okay. Your life seemed so hard. Oh god, <laughs> right? It was hilarious. <laughs> like, but she said she was like, you know, I came on the set of Keanu, and this girl just, I love her so much, and so now I've had her in my house, and I'm gonna send my kid to visit her so he. Can know what it's like to struggle uh, <laughs> <laughs> this kind of shit hold on did you see the interview where she was talking about um she said something about how um she likes to how she likes to discipline kids <laughs> like, yes she said you she like to take bad, bad kids, kids you give them some ice them cream some ice cream and then, and then knock you it knock out it their out head, their head. <laughs> <laughs> hell yes <laughs> Because you got to let them know early. <laughs> this is how that's I like how treat life you. Is. <laughs> like, that's a good one. I'm going to use so that. real. <laughs> like, oh, let's go get ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Keep talking to me crazy like I'm required <laughs> to do this shit for you. Girl, <laughs> that will break a kid's heart. I don't oh care God. how old you are. That'll, <laughs> that'll break your that'll heart. That'll break an adult's heart. <laughs> Bitch, you gelato cone? Girl, <laughs> your ice cream cone on the ground. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. Start talking to yourself and shit like, this bitch gelato, my Girl, girl your relationship with that person ain't never the same after that. I got this shit in a while. You don't trust too. You can't trust them ever again. <laughs> you can't trust nothing they do. You gotta do like knock fake. it out and just make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> just stand there. <laughs> With this serious look on your face. <laughs> just knock it out and just look at it. So confused. 
It's so confused. But she bought it for me. I don't understand why she... Right, like, but this bitch paid... I didn't even... But it wasn't even any time between she bought it and she knocked it out. I didn't even do anything. (laughs) The cashier handed it to me and this bitch just (laughs) fondled my shit. Keep them on their toes. That's right. (laughs) Just walk away. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm doing it. That's on my bucket list. Oh That's my God, my I'm dying. List. Okay, okay, okay. Just destroy someone's entire fucking she has day. Some good, she has the most amazing stories. Like, yeah. And they all end hilarious. How is that uh, possible? This lady is so fucking funny. So, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> she goes on to um, star or co-star in this film called Girls Trip. And I'm not going to talk too much about Girls Trip because it just came out. So I'm going to give y'all some time to go see it. Yes, please. Um, But if you are black and or a woman, go see Girls Trip. You're going to thoroughly enjoy it. But she is most certainly, even before seeing the film, she had been like lauded as the breakout star. Yeah. Which is what's so interesting because she's um, co-starring next to veterans. There's Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Queen Latifah, and what's the the Regina Hall. And Regina Hall. So Regina Hall, yeah. You're you're performing next to women that have been doing this successfully for many, many moons. And this is your first really big time feature film. And you're the breakout star. She's killing it. Like, after watching all of those interviews and learning about her life and then going to see that film, I was in that motherfucker proud. Like, my uh, bitch, even, even in the trailer, like, you want to go see the movie just to see what other shit she going to say that's not in the trailer. Like, the bitch who smoked weeds in New Orleans in her booty hole. <laughs> about, girl, you can't get nothing in your booty hole. You get no infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. Booty hole. <laughs> fucking hilarious and she did not not once did she say anything that i was just like oh they doing too much it's extra it's over the top everything she said i was like okay i might be the hood red friend in the group because (laughs) i could totally hear myself saying some of this shit i was like i got at least two friends that's exactly like right that's exactly and i'll be like i have to make some decisions about whether i want to go out with you on this night Right. And if I decide I am going to go out with you on this night, Just I got to mentally prepare for some shit that's going to go right. down. Because I know. Like, Chazelle and Michelle will tell you, every year on my birthday, Turn um, up. we go to a club and we get into a fight. <laughs> Turn up. Because that's just what you don't happens know how to act. when bad bitches link up. <laughs> you, don't uh, <laughs> you don't know how to act. <laughs> um, okay, I might be petty. Uh, but I'm saying, be like, you know, oh, shit. and it's hilarious because I could totally see like Michelle as the Jada Pinkett Smith character. She said, when you see this, you tell me if I'm right. Your character is the Regina Hall character for sure. Uh oh. Um, don't haven't like I'm a mix of Queen Latifah and uh, Tiffany Haddish, but I was telling her like Tiffany Haddish is my spirit animal right now. Like I'm I'm totally with it. I'm here mm-hmm. for it, and it it, it makes me un- like it makes me comfortable to walk into white spaces and be like, look, shit, it's how I talk. 
<laughs> God damn it. I'm still qualified and we can still get some work done, but I'm tired of pretending and talking like this. Like it's fucking aggravating. And that sometimes gets I forget. And so that I feel like it's be... exhausting after a while. Oh my God, code switching is so exhausting. White people don't understand what we got to go through. I just, just, feel like just accept and... that I speak two languages. And so then you realize that after a while, you start to like you you're code switching but yeah. your white voice has a ghetto accent now mm-hmm. because now you code switch just so long like you like I t- I'm tossed in between the two and so I don't know what the fuck like I just be like oh my god just I just need 30 minutes of not talking at all can right. y'all just give me a minute please because I really just want to I want to talk to y'all like this but yeah, that's going to make spend, y'all uncomfortable. I spend mm. a lot of time behind my my computer just hoping no one calls my desk. Right. And no one <laughs> comes to ask me for anything because right. I'm just like, I just don't want to talk right now. It's so I much don't work want to fucking cause with anyone like, at the moment. I have to think about my words. If I have to talk to you, you're going to have to understand what I'm saying with all the ends of the words cut off. That's all, all I'm saying. The, girl. <laughs> ew. <laughs> all the ends of the words cut off like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't understand it, then what did it? Yeah, yeah. I'm about to go down to the 12th floor. <laughs> I'll what? be back. What you need? <laughs> I'll be right back. All right, I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you. All right. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you sent me that email yet? <laughs> you sent me that email yet? Yeah. The one we talked about last time. <laughs> Excuse me. Last, right, like, last tie. I don't. Last time. Last time. Yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> remember yesterday when I had. Remember yesterday when I had said. <laughs> remember when I had told you. Remember when I had told you that I was gonna go to lunch, and then after I went to lunch, I was gonna go to the gym, and then after I came from the gym, I was gonna be back, and then we was gonna have that meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all remember? You need to get your shit. Yeah, remember that. Right. But yeah, so <laughs> so Tiffany Haddish in this film is amazing. Um, just in life, in we general, love you, Tiffany. <laughs> this woman is so dope. She is definitely a true queen. She has yeah. survived her childhood. She has um, risen to the occasion of everything she says she wanted to be in life, yep. despite everything that everyone else that is an adult impressed upon her as a child and i think that that's the lesson for trill queens to to understand uh, you may have had to survive a childhood but that does not mean what happened to you what was it from ava duvernay what it doesn't oh, mean it happened to, to you. you it happened, happened for you, you. Yes. absolutely girl ava you still blessing our lives this week that's, I mean, but that's exactly what Tiffany was saying, like, because she was talking about, you know, finding her father eventually. Yeah. And she was saying, like, you know, thank you for not being there, because had you been there, maybe things would have turned out different and right. I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't Absolutely. be I wouldn't have, you know, held on to this dream and made this dream a reality like her childhood. Yeah, it did happen to her, but she turned it into something that. Work that for, works her. for her. Absolutely. For sure. The Trill Queens yes, understand Queen. whatever has happened to you, you can make it work for you. Just like Tiffany did. And uh, we salute you, Miss Haddish. 
As those two anonymous Navy SEALs. Wait, shout out to you. We see you, girls. And, um, Drill Queens everywhere. This has been another episode of the Drill Queen podcast. We made Thank it to number four, bitches. We in here. Now I'm going to be up all night editing this, and I still got to watch uh, Insecure, so I got to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl. Come through. Girl, this is supposed to be the bomb-ass premiere episode. Oh, my God. And I, I can't go. wait I to find out after what right happened now. on the season finale. Right. Oh, that shit talked me up. I don't even want to talk about it. I was it. like, fuck you, Lars. Fuck you, Lars. Girl. I was looking. I got to send you this Instagram. Dormtainment. Shout out to y'all. I love y'all so much. Y'all hilarious. Love Dormtainment. posted a picture of all of them niggas in khaki pants and Best Buy Blue. But now, talk about shout out to Best Buy for letting us off early. Did you see that video? So we team Lawrence. You see that that Lawrence Hive girl? Yes. That Lawrence Hive video? I was like, y'all, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, God. Y'all taking this Don't shit too far. Fuck Lord. They need their own show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, True Queens. We love y'all. We out. <clears throat> please, please make sure whatever has happened to you that you can make it work for you. We need you to live your dreams because that's going to make our world a better place. You feel me? <laughs> Already. That's it. We'll see y'all next week. I mean it, she's a trill queen. She got a mind of a hustler, heart of a queen. Hey, give her a ring. We did it, bitch!